Maple Leafs forever on the Fired Up Network. Thank you, voiceover guy named Billy. It's uh, Joseph Pasek and uh, Marty Roberts, the grizzled young veteran here. Uh, we're back from Maple Leafs forever uh, post game on the, on the Fired Up Network here. The Maple Leafs play the Vancouver Canucks, as you can see on the scroll. The Maple Leafs only score one goal. Vancouver scores two. And I'll tell you how bad it was, Marty. They only scored one goal and they allowed two shorthanded goals in a 44 second span. Game over. Bang, bang, boom. But, but, but. Uh, what do I say with the new guys coming injured all the time? O'Reilly getting injured, hand injury. It looks serious. We're going to be joined by uh, the corporate Greek, and he better be corporate. His signal, uh, if you can hear me, his signal is not that great. Maybe you want to come in again. Uh, his signal's not, he, yeah, he just disappeared again, but he'll come in in, a, in about 10 seconds. Marty. Uh, what did you think overall? And it started off with the crowd, goalies, goal chance, and then they were turned on the Maple Leafs. Uh, and then at the end, it was saying Leafs suck or something like that when they were playing the, the organ, yeah. right? So, like, you would, at first you thought it was a home game as much as the chance were for the Leafs. I don't know. Like, it's going to obviously take time for some of these, the, these new guys to gel with this team, but there's still some things that are happening that, uh, you know, they got some guys in here that can – bang a little bit, hit. They're not fighters, but they'll hit a little bit. And they got out hit, I think, 26 to 13 today. You know, yeah, so the, the Leafs have to. Hits. Yeah, you know, and early on, Tavares, again, took two big hits, and McCabe came to his defense. Now, McCabe's not a fighter. Nobody came to his defense, so that was nice to see. O'Reilly, I missed the injury. I didn't I didn't see his injury. I saw the Matthews taking the puck off the back of the knee. So hopefully that's not too serious, because I think already Matthews is dealing with something uh, that's been lingering all year because he's not looking like he was last year or even earlier this year, right? Like he's he's really struggling, and we saw it on the on the power play, on the two on the two shorthanded goals. Matthews was late reading what was happening, and it became an odd man rush. And the other one was um, Miller got in behind because of Matthews being late leaving the offensive zone. So. I don't know. There's some things that have to be done. But I think with, with time, these guys should hopefully figure out where each guy is and, the, and they'll be better at it. All right. So since I gave him a, the most valuable free agent, I had to put him on to work yesterday and Thursday and today here. But before, I want him to look at the scroll. Look at the scroll. What a what an amazing producer he got here at the Fired Up Network. Look at the scroll. Marty, after the Vancouver game, watch this. It says Marty Roberts. And can you read him? I know he has a little bit of trouble with the English language. It's all Greek. But uh, can you read what it says? Watch Billy's show on Facebook Monday at 7 p.m. You get no other publicity, no better publicity <laughs> than right here on the Fired Up Network. Go ahead, Greek. Nice to be here. Nice to see you guys. And um, in my uh, in my storied career, probably going on, I don't know, four decades now, I've never been more disgusted. I've never been more disappointed in myself. Just a just an apology to the fans out there. Like when I give my my uh, as a financial advisor, when I give some of the information to the folks, it's a it's a it's a tier. it's it's pretty serious. I take it pretty seriously. And the Greek fell short on this one. And by um, for those of you that don't know, my record's impeccable. However, today 
I didn't do no homework. I didn't study. I just got behind the car, and I think I take things for granted. I think everything that I say is going to come true. I didn't do no homework. I haven't realized the Leafs haven't won in, in Vancouver since game three of the 93. Did they win game three of the 93 conference finals? Yes. They did well. I have a good memory. And it's just a terrible You always say yes no matter what. Just a terrible pick. And, again, just just for those of you out there, I'll be better the next time. That's as disappointing as I've ever been in my in the information that I give. I gave out a, a minus 200. First time in my life, and it's, it's ruined my evening, as a matter of fact. Hold but, on. Even well, after, I, I, I got just, worse news for him. He came on here yesterday and said about a massive trade. Rocco Gudis. Rocco Gudis. All right. And I'm going, to, I'm going to allow you. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. But as the most valuable free agent that I signed, paying more than Marty Roberts, you, I expect you to come and, and fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Go ahead. Fact check. Fact check. Check. Sometimes, sometimes when when you're working with colleagues, sometimes especially somebody as reputable as somebody that works as the PR director for the uh, Toronto Six, sometimes you take what they say and uh, you you take it as fact. And unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, again, fall, continue to fall short as a free agent here, man. My my first couple of days haven't been the greatest, uh, not at all. Well, hey, Billy, I'll, I'll say this. I only lost $5 today because I put the bet on Hall getting two goals. So I only <laughs> lost 5 bucks tonight. <laughs> uh, so what, a pipe, what a pipe dream was that? It would have been a better bet to say Hall's going to have one body check or he's going to touch the puck more than three times in a game. What a well, he did, he did, he did uh, you know, deflect one into his own net on the, on the, the penalty kill. So we could call that one goal he had. What, tonight. like an, an own goal? Soccer yeah, we'll call that an own goal, right? We'll call it an own goal. Is there a guy that spends more time in front of his own damn goalie than Hall? Like, every time I look, he's in front of his own goalie. That puck was going wide, and it goes off inside his knee and ends up in the net. I, I don't know what Keith sees in him. I really don't. His passes are always off the mark as well. A guy who's, what is he, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something like yeah. that. And tonight, I believe he had zero hits. How is that? And Keith loves him, right? Keith right? loves him. And now they have options. They have like 10 deep, two in the Marlies. So you don't have to play him. Well, maybe Billy can answer this for me or, or you, Joe. Why does he keep rolling with seven defensemen? I think, I, I think Marty, that's just a West Coast. That's a temporary thing. I think you'll see that. I think you'll, you'll, you'll see that actually actually shift as you move forward once you're done this this west coast swing you'll probably get back for for me that that 12th roster spot especially up front's not being held by anybody other than knives for for when he's done his college season he'll, he'll round out that that forward group but here's the issue that i have and and it's interesting that for the first time in about i don't know since a night at, since a night in ottawa this is the first time that i've actually envisioned a leaf team without uh, without Austin Matthews being part of the future. And I could have never imagined saying that. All right. Hold yeah, on. You're, you know what? You're right. He hasn't he hasn't looked himself before when you came in. I was talking about the two shorthanded goals. Matthews both times wasn't paying attention to the play and then ended up coming out late out of the zone, which gave them the odd man break and then allowed Miller to get the pass behind him. And when he came out, if you watch the video, 
he's sort of dogging it coming back. So I don't know. You're right. I don't know what's up with him. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if it's he's disconnected right now. I don't know what the issue is, but he better fix it because if he doesn't, there could be some issues. As Lee fans throughout the as Lee fans uh, throughout the season, the majority of them are just say it'll be okay. He's like everybody's expecting a heater, twelve and 15, 15 and twenty, and uh, unfortunately, the season's running out and it's running out quickly. All right, Billy, I want to ask you this. I asked Marty before you came on. Ryan O'Reilly looked like he got injured and got the puck off his hand and all that. He did have missed some games in, in St. Louis with a hand injury earlier on this season. Um, what do you think? If he's injured, does that throw a wrench into Maple Leaf plans? Absolutely. The only the only time that would throw a wrench if it was game one of the playoffs and this happened, then we'd have a conversation and talk about. But unless the unless the hand is amputated, <laughs> this guy's going to be ready to go uh, game one of the playoffs. So nothing to see here. And again, obviously, you knew a guy you'd like him to get acclimated. But really, really and truly what you're doing is you're getting set to play Tampa Bay. And as Leaf Nation is in a tizzy, obviously, through social media, they they they've just gone nuts. They live and die peer by peer. But what do you what do you say if you're a Tampa Bay fan today, right? Wait, that's, 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 my other point. that's my There's other some... point. John Cooper benched benched Steven Stamkos yep. and that line. He's benched him in the third period. Even they only scored a goal. They they huh. lost five three to Buffalo. He and the Tampa, by the way, has lost four straight. Maybe it's the best time this year to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Marty. <laughs> Well, it's still it's still what twenty plus games to the end of the year, games, so yeah. t- Tampa's not going to be. But you know, I love when a coach will do that, right? Teams on a side, your best players are not doing what they're supposed to do. Here, have a seat here, think about it, and we'll see what you what you do after this. That's what the things we've talked about before with Keith. Keith will come out in the media and say whoa, stuff, whoa. and then backtrack a couple days later. Here's the like difference, that. Marty. Here's the difference when. In terms of, I agree with you, but here's the difference. Cooper also goes into that into that room with three shiny dots, big he does. Yep. diamonds, right? Yep. So if you got if you got the pedigree and the hardware, and you've won before, that buys you a ticket to do whatever in the blue hell you want. And at the end of the day, the guys are going to respect you because they know Cooper's not obviously that kind of guy. He doesn't embarrass his guys. Cooper Cooper's been one of the best coaches in the league, but when he sits you. You'll you you you'll take a look in the mirror, no doubt about it. But does Keith have the same kind of the same kind of confidence that 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 that, that his players would look at him in the same kind of way? Because again, Keith's won as if, much as me and you. If every coach coached without sitting guys when they do stuff wrong, without having a big shiny ring, there'd be no one ever sitting when they didn't do anything right. Then, so Keith has to stand up and say, "Hey." You're sitting here. I'm the coach. You're the player. You do what I say. Have a seat here. If you're not going to do what's supposed to be done, sit here and you can watch the game. When you decide you want to play, come back on the ice. doesn't matter about a big shiny ring or not because these guys, these players all have egos. And a coach has to take control of that. If they don't take control of that, they got guys with big egos saying, whoa, 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 let me get a word in edgewise and stuff like that. And then their egos get too big. Hold on, hold on. I, I actually, <laughs> you remind me today, Billy. This is for you. I, I forgot this. 
I was I visited uh, your local establishment. I went to Serrano's. You you're, you love Serrano's, right? I get stopped. I get stopped. Hey, you're you're uh, Jolton Joe. You're fired up network. I I I seen you brought in the hottest free agents, Billy. I asked him his name. He says he's Emilio. Come down for a sun tanning and all that. So Billy, <laughs> Emilio, you wanna you wanna talk about that, please? Go ahead. He says hi. He says everything. He says uh, Billy says that the Maple Leafs will win tonight. How many How many shekels should I put? I go, whatever Billy says, go the opposite. So now I get free tatting probably for a month, all right? Billy, you, you could have cost this guy. So I saved you again. But go ahead, say hello to Emilio. Here's the, here's the problem with Emilio. Great guy, man. But you remember what they used to say uh, about a guy named Crash, uh, Classy Freddy Blassie? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Sure. Short arms and deep pockets, man. That, that's a middle out before you. That's why, I, 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 that's why Joe. That's why Joe liked them so much when he just met him. Eleven oh nine, eleven oh nine. Cox will go support the guy. He's a good guy. Does a does a lot of good for the. He's just he's just an overall good guy. So if you want to if you want to pretend to be tender, if you're getting ready to go away on a trip and you don't want to burn, hold on. You don't want to burn like a potato the first day you get there, man. You know, go shoot your ass in a tanning bed, get a little color, man, and then go sit in the sun. Or if you want to be like me, even though I can't afford it lately, you want to pretend to look good, man. Go see Albie at 1109 Coxwell. Vivid tanning. And, and what do you have to say? I know you you frequent Serrano's. Uh, Serrano's one of your favorite places. Go ahead. I'm not 252 pounds by accident, pal. <laughs> Toronto is one of the best places in Toronto. All right, let's let's get the Maple Leafs uh, on Tuesday. They go to New Jersey, another tough matchup. And and Maple Leafs, you don't know what they're doing. They, they lose to Edmonton. They they beat Calgary. They lose to Vancouver. Now, what do you expect? Uh, I'll ask Marty first. What do you expect on Tuesday when they play New Jersey? You know, the next 20 games are about these guys because what is there? 30 percent of the roster that's new. It's all about getting ready, getting to know each other, know what each guy's doing, where they're going to be. That's what they have to use for these these next twenty games. They're they're in they're not moving out of the two or the three spot, so it doesn't matter. They're playing Tampa Bay. They have to get uh, used mm -hmm. to each one of these guys and their goaltending. As much as Murray wasn't really to blame on any goals tonight, he wasn't. You still have to have a goalie that comes up with a big save. Well done, to, man. To well them. done. Whoa, whoa. At zero, zero, man. That guy made it. That yeah, guy made it. One hundred percent. And you know what? He made that leg save. How did he make that leg save? The guy didn't get it off the damn ice. That's it, Matt. The ice. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you look at the big goalies throughout this league. What do they do when their team needs that big save? Two one. They need that big save. Like on the J on the Miller breakaway, he saves that. You know, it's a two-one game still. Instead, it becomes a three-one game, and then that takes the Leafs even further. So the Leafs don't have that goalie that can do that. Sam oh, what do you think I've been telling matter. you for? What do you think I've been telling you for the last I don't know six months? Haven't you been listening? I already told you that. That's just the way it is. But president organization Mondays at seven. All right on Facebook. Jason Portwondo this Monday, man. We'll get to the we'll get to the bottom of Boston Bruins. He's also had a Hold on. A, Jason Portwondo and Billy. Great show. What about the other guy? The other guy puts Marty to sleep. Look at him. Storman, you know, you know what? Uh, Storman Norman, as always, will he'll be rocking in his chair. He'll get fired up and he'll deliver. You can say anything you want, man. Like to be frank, you can you, cover of Hold on, let me get a word in here, man. You can say anything you want. <laughs> but uh, and the both of you wise guys, man. 
you guys are youngsters. I understand that. But you can say anything you want about the Storman one. But here's the point. Once upon a time, even though it was a long time ago, he was the best thing in Toronto in terms of late night talk radio. Sure, he's aged a little bit. Sure, he can't That's speak. Sure, he's slowed down. down. Sure, he falls asleep. Sure, he falls asleep. But at one point in time, Norm Rumack was bigger than Bob McKellen, bigger than all three of us put together, and you can't no, take no, that no, away no, from no, the old guy. No, even no, though he's no, senile, no. even though he's got one foot in the grave, that's the truth, fellas. Honestly, uh, he's right. One point in time, Norm was Toronto Sports Talk Radio. One point in time, back in 1987. Now it's 2023. He's not that. You've been carrying him for three years. It's about time that he shows the old Storm and Norman or somebody's going to throw pucks at his head, use doggy do, use toilet paper. Some guy from Hamilton's going to call up and everything like that. Enough. Why am I talking about your fraudulent organization? We're talking about the Maple Leafs, another, well, fraudulent organization since 1967. All right? Now, Matthews, you're right, looks injured. Nylander today, horrible. Back to the old Nylander days. Billy, your your best friend is Nylander. What do you say? Look, again, yeah, day to day, we'll have this conversation. You play a good game against New Jersey. Then all of a sudden, it, as Marty said, what did you say, Marty, a couple minutes ago? First time it made sense in a long time. The next 20 games are designed for a little cohesion, guys to get to know each other, get healthy, and go into the playoffs full steam ahead. So what you what you said, Marty, is, is, is akin to what I've been saying for the longest. The regular season means nothing, pal. It doesn't mean nothing. As a matter of fact, these 20 games, in terms of wins and losses, really, unless you lost like 18 out of 20, it's a different story. But wins and losses, it means nothing. For me, the number one thing is just to get sorted out who's who on that club, find your rules, yeah, a little bit of cohesion and a little bit of health, and then and then let the chips fall where they may. And again, you're playing a Tampa Bay team that's not really, if you have issues in Toronto, <laughs> again, what do you think? What do you think? They're happy in Tampa Bay? The only place, there's only one place in the world people are not complaining, and that's in Boston. But they'll be complaining after game six of the first round when they get jacked out of the playoffs. All right. By the way, Marty and Billy, and Billy, you're going to sit still here. We're going to be joined later on on the show by Eric Cohen, who will have a lady at his side. Billy's going to be perked up for this one. A lady, and he has said, Haley will be with me. Oh, Billy. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what, Paul? I'm a, I, I, I put the Now Magazine days behind me. I don't need to. I don't need those kind of friendships. Now, now, now Magazine behind you. What's these pictures of frame of Nine Magazine behind you, too, or what? All right. Those are just, those are just pictures of the, uh, of, the, of the young Greek, man, just as a little guy. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell the producer to zoom in here. Wait, I'll get the iron sheet. Go, move your head a little bit, the young guy. Clo do a close-up. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that mean face he had. Hey? Marty, come on. And what about the other picture? Come on. You know what that looks like? You know what that picture looked like? You ever seen uh, 21 Jump Street? <laughs> yeah. When when they had the party at the house and they got all the young kids' pictures up there, that's what Billy looks like. He's got his young self up there on on behind him. Billy, we have a text here from a guy named Rumac Norm. He goes, "What happened to you? You look good in 1970." Yeah, as obviously as uh, as the, as Marty can attest, nobody nobody man beats Father Time. 
not Norm Rumack, not Marty Roberts. And it looks like the the guy that had the best chance of them all, man. I was young and fresh till 45, man. And then something happened to me, met a Greek woman, and it all fell apart, man. It just all fell apart. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Look, Marty, Marty, now is this what I can expect or what? Should I take Billy at his word? Thanks a lot. Everybody knows I'm with a Greek woman. Eventually, hey, Billy. I got As the heavy hitter would say, Billy is nice to the ladies. Okay. Just say, uh, Who's this heavy hitter you're talking about? Maybe we got to get him on. Who's this heavy hitter he's talking about, Billy? I don't want to really, want really disclose information. You'll see for yourself. One time, one time, I'll have a talk with the kid. He's doing a little bit of, he's just doing a little bit of security detail right now. We'll have a little talk with him. We'll get him on one of these days. We'll get him on one of these days. I hear he bothers Marty every day now. I hear he bothers Marty every day now. So I don't know. But anyways, let, let's talk. And wait a minute. You talk about a Greek and, and all that. You met a Greek lady. Well, I'm looking to propose to a Greek lady. Words I've advised Billy. I don't. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe the proposal. <laughs> no, I don't want to say. I was gonna. I was. I was gonna take this in a different direction. But you know what, Joseph? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it is nowadays, as long as, like, for safety reasons, it's not in the subway on the Yum Street platform, man. Other than that, you should be okay. This is the best tip you're going to give me. This you, is the you, best know, tip you know what? If it, was, if it was on the Yum Street platform, Billy, and Joe got down on one knee, he wouldn't be able to get back up. <laughs> I wouldn't get back up. Yeah, I wouldn't get back up. All right. Back to the Maple Leafs here. All right. Back to the Maple Leafs. So now we, we were talking yesterday when I did a seven and a half hour show. By the way, nobody in the world has done a seven and a half hour show by itself. But anyways, I digress. Billy, we talked about all these trades. Uh, are you happy with the Maple Leafs? They, they didn't get their goalie or whatever. Looking at what they did with Vancouver. Now they, the stretch. I know you're what you're going to say. It doesn't matter or whatever. Forward till April 15th when the first game starts. All right. Who makes this lineup and who doesn't? Because now Keith has options, has options on defense, has options um, on, on offense, no options on goalie. Hey, obviously, you can start Sapson off over Murray, or do you? You know, if you've gotten to this point in time, you know what I might do in the last 20 games? Because I, I, I think uh, I'm an unorthodox thinker. And if really? I'm Dubas and I'm I'm Dubas and I'm Keith, I ask myself, is Murray going to win me 16? And the answer to me is probably not. Is Samsonov going to win me 16? I don't know. Can the combination of them two win? I don't know. I'd let Hall uh, will rather run with the puck for like 10, 12 games. And you know what? It's, I, I might even, I'm, I might even, if, from what I see, Todd Hand, remember Dryden once upon a time, Norkin Attest came in as a rookie. Yeah, that's not something, that's not something that, the beyond the, the, beyond comprehension for me, that's, that's a possibility. He has a good first name wall. All right, Marty, do you agree? Well, it, it's not like the Leafs have a number one goalie anyway. So whoever gets hot is the guy who's going to start in the playoff is my feeling. If it's Murray going good, if it's, if it's Samsonov going good, that's who's going to start the playoffs. It's just a matter of who's going to get hot and take this team and say, this is my my net. We'll, we'll see if it happens. I, I just don't know. Like, it, that's the weakest spot. Like, I'll, truthfully, right now, the, the guy I like the most that the, the Leafs picked up is McCabe. I think he's looked really good. He's not afraid to mix it up. He's not a fighter. No, he's not. But he will get in there and stick up for their teammates, lay the hits out if need be. Do what he's supposed to do. 
I really like McCabe there. And I think maybe they should try McCabe up with Riley. Really? Okay, so possibility. Possibility. Well, here, here's what any guy, any Leaf fan, any hockey fan can agree. He's going. Uh-oh. He's going. Uh-oh. Hopefully, he comes back. I want. I want to hear that. Sound like it was going to be a good point that Billy right, was going go to ahead. make there. His only good point of the of the show. Let's go. Sound like. Let's talk to Matthew. Step steps up and becomes one either one or one one of the best players in nice against Tampa Bay. Leafs aren't winning anything. Case closed. They yeah. can talk about McCabe, Riley get together. But if Austin Matthews is not the man, he doesn't find a way to be the man that we expect him to be and put that team on his back as the best player. If he's not, if he's not that guy, Leafs are winning absolutely nothing. If you see the Austin Matthews of tonight and you expect to win 16 games come the playoffs, man, you're, you're sadly mistaken. It just can't happen. It just can't happen. Just like any other club. You think Edmonton can win a cup if McDavid's not the best player in the ice? Colorado with McKinnon? Your best guy's got to be your best guy. Can Boston win 16 games without Pasternak being Pasternak? Absolutely not. So, same thing applies to Toronto. If Austin Matthews doesn't snap out of it, and if this guy's hurt, just make it no man. Sit the guy out a couple weeks. Relax, man. Yeah. Relax. Go away. You're not going to score 50. You're not going to reach things. It's an off year. Relax, man. Nobody yeah. will be talking about your stats if you're parading around University Young or wherever and you're holding a Stanley Cup. Nobody's going to say you only scored 33, man. You'll get paid. Relax, man. Take it easy. Go, go away and come to the playoffs healthy, man. And if you're going to be the best player in the world, at least be it maybe for, for I don't know, three weeks, a month even, right? Or a series, if you would. You just need him to be the best player for that 16 wins. That's, That's what you need him to be. He, he doesn't, you know, it's not it's not the last year's season anymore. He's got to be ready for the playoffs. Just like any one of these guys. If there's guys that are injured, you know, it's up to the, the, the staff to say, hey, we're going to rest you a little bit here to get you through this, get you healthy for that playoff run. Because you know what's like funny, said, Marty? If they're, not, if they're not healthy, the Leafs, they're not winning. You know what's funny? If Matthews was an NBA player, he wouldn't play the rest of the regular season. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's fine. The Barnes wouldn't be playing. The Barnes would be playing once every two games. Yep. Load yep. management. Same with a lot of guys. So it just goes to show you. We got NHL guys that should be sitting out, should be getting rested, playing a violent game, right? And you can't pull them out of the lineup. Meanwhile, you go into a different world, man, and you, you need a rest day and you need to go on Insta with a gat at 5 in the morning off a 30-point loss and play the gangster. Where are you going? All right. <laughs> and on a side note here, Raptors winning in overtime, 116-109 over Washington. Uh, so big win in overtime over Washington there. And I, I know we're going to talk baseball, but I just have to say this. Blue Jays, 18 18-5 over Detroit. And, Marty, I'll, I'll just start with you here. Uh, I know I'm, we're going to go back and forth, Blue Jays, everything Toronto, but Vlad Guerrero skipping WBC, great move, right? Oh, for sure it is, especially if he's dealing with an injury. It's it's best that he stays and takes care of it and, and hope that it doesn't linger into the regular season. You know, now that just leaves one guy who's going to the WBC off of the roster, and that's the guy I truthfully think should be the guy staying behind. That's Burrios. But – you know, we'll see. Like today, they popped up the 18 runs. It was nice. They didn't really have any regular guys in that lineup. Um, I think it was uh, Hutchison started the game. Yeah. You know, so today was just a, a, a rest of regulars. They'll all come back tomorrow and hope that Vlad's knee isn't anything serious. And uh, we can move on. We're so, we're, you know what? 
we we as a North Americans and Canadian Blue Jay fans base are just so selfish. There's also like when you talk, oh, it's great news, Vladimir Girl's not going to. How about if you're from? How about if you're from his country and you're looking for him to play? How about if you're wait, from the wait, Dominican? Wait, wait. Hold he on, I'm Canadian. talking. Don't interrupt the Greek. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Whatever the case is, he's going to go play in the Dominican. His dad can't even speak English. He's a, he's a Dominican. Forget about Canadian, right? So. Oh, yeah. How about the guys? How about the guys in Venezuela that want to go play in Venezuela or elsewhere in the world? It, it's it's good for baseball. So you're telling me you don't want to go and play? You'd rather sit in spring training and play meaningless baseball under the tutelage how, how about of, they, how of about one they move Pete Walker? Here, you want, how about how about they move the WBC to a better time? How about right. that? Right. How about they do that? Then it becomes then you could draw me into that he should play for his country when it's spring training and these guys are nowhere near ready. Every tea, everything that does this. When are the Olympics? The Olympics are in the middle of the year. When are when are uh, world championships for hockey at the end of the at the end of the year? Baseball, WBC. If you're not going to do it during the season, at some point, shut it down for two weeks. Then do it at the end. Do it in October. Okay. Then you I might mean... you might you might catch me. WBC in the month of March. Nice All to right, watch baseball. Just... Nice to watch baseball, but it doesn't really thrill me. All right, here's here's the issue though. Like for a guy like Barrios, okay, we don't know what his workout regimen's been off season. Obviously, it's not. It's a one thing to it's one thing to work out and throw pens during off season. Quite another to get in game shape in in spring training. What what in your estimation are the disadvantages for a guy like Barrios who's got shaky confidence? So what are the disadvantages for him to go play on a high level and don't go compete on a high level for his country as opposed as opposed to seeing. Uh, sitting with Pete at some bar somewhere and, like, kicking back stories about who knows what. Well, what, I don't understand. Explain to me what the well, benefit first, first is of attending in Florida. Here, okay. So he goes to WBC, craps the bed, gets in some bad habits. The pitching coach, whoever's in charge there, is not going to help yeah. him out. It's you He's go not there. a kid, Marty. He's 30 years old. It does. Okay, so then, here, if that's the case, we don't need coaches in the league. They don't need spring training. Just let these guys go. They all need it. You know this just as well as anyone, Billy, that guys get into bad habits. They don't necessarily know they're doing them. Who tells them? Billy. Is that why they hired you at Durham? That, no. That's why, that's why they hired you at East York to allow you to sit there and watch these guys. Billy, have you ever seen Marty so fired up lately? Come on. Well, it's just, it's just it's, it's, what is it? what's the word I'm looking for? It was an asinine comment by Billy. <laughs> in what respect? In what respect? What is there to lose or gain by him going to the oh, WBC? But you know exactly, you know, with you all know due exactly, respect, no. my friend. Wait, let me, speak, this. let me speak. Let me speak. Hold on, hold on. Go on, go, go. Right? You said that he's a 30-year-old man and pretty much doesn't need anyone to explain anything to him. All right? So, if that's the case, there's no need for these guys to have any coaches around. There's no. They, they know everything that they're supposed to do. Then there's no need. Him going to the WBC is guys that are not in an organization. What is their what is the Dominicans' main goal? Get to America? To, <laughs> to win. They want to win that WBC. They don't care if Brios is crap in the bed. All right. Here's they the don't thing. Care I if Brios even pitches. They don't care if Brios even pitches. Here, here, here's, I understand where you're coming from. First of all, if you're talking about tutelage and coaches, Walker and Barrios were like side by side in each other's year, in each other's year for eight months last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> they were there, 
They went back and forth for eight months, man. Walker had eight months to work on the guy. So here's what I'm thinking. For me, it's not an issue of no, stuff. Here, here, here. No, before you go any further, I'm going to knock your theory down right now. So oh, they can't finish their sentence here on the Fired Up Network. No, no. When, when, do you, when do you learn your most about getting ready for the season? Is it during the season or is I, it during spring training? What do you mean, PFPs? Everything. Mechanics, <laughs> all that stuff. All right. Spring training here's is the time that you correct everything. But here's where the biggest correction is, Marty, if you don't mind me. Again, I, as you know, I'm outside the box guy. In my estimation, and hear me out, I think the biggest correction in Barrios is not mechanics. Like, obviously, we've had conversations. He might be tipping. He might be doing somewhere and showing the baseball too long to the hitters, right? We agreed there that's a possibility because it's tough place. So, if, for me, it comes down to one thing, confidence. So, if you go to a place, if you go to the WBC and you and, and you and you have success, it can, it can, it can only... It can only tra um, transfer rather to the Blue Jays in the regular season. And if you shit the bed, excuse the language, well, then you're Barrios from last year, man. Hey, there ain't no – it's a no-lose situation. All right, all right, all right. enough, enough. I, this is Maple Leaf forever. We're going to go – but, Billy's, you – yesterday you mentioned something that I thought about yesterday uh, all night, okay? Sportsnet <laughs> has best bets and all that, your tips and all that. As you know, right now, UFC 285 is going on. I can watch it. You can't because you don't pay for cable. Uh, so, UFC 285. John Jones makes his illustrious return, but to heavyweight. He takes on Serial Gone. Who's your call? Tell tell because I don't watch I don't I don't watch I don't watch the I don't watch professional boxing. I don't watch the UFC. I don't watch violent sports. For me, for me, you know what? It's a joke. It's two guys going in there that beat the hell out of each other. It's like I don't know. It's like for me, I'd rather enjoy a good a good book of poetry in the evening. That Greek, take it easy. Maybe read, write some poem, write some what, like a uh, couple essays. I'm not into the I'm not into the pugilism, Joey P. What what what's the last book you read? Hey, what's the last I just, book? You read? I, I like to I like to go between a young Nietzsche, like uh, you know, all, all over the place. A young Nietzsche, a young Nietzsche. All right, just Mark, all my contemporaries, uh, just just kind of all my contemporaries. I got, but, but, but Billy, I I've got to, Emilio actually wants to write a life story book on you. What do you have to say about that? That's an interesting, that's a, you know what, funny enough, that's something I thought about, but at this point in time, man, there's no really, there's no really, um, uh, chapter that stands out. I'm still waiting for the chapter that stands out before right, I can write right. about all the pain, man. There's got to be a little bit of glory, man. I can't right. write about survival, man. Maybe you if know. I win a lot of max or something, I'll put something together. But for now, man, it's just one day at a time, man. Nobody right. wants to read, right. hear, know about this guy here. <laughs> You talked about the WBC, okay? And everybody's backing out and all that, right? And it starts March 7th, so it starts this week. Now, I know it's baseball. I know, uh, and Marty, you love baseball. Billy, we all love baseball, right? Are you excited? Are you going to turn it on? Are, are you going to watch it? Because it looks like everybody who's anybody has left there. And, you know, there's still, like Billy said, there's still Venezuela. There's still people want to play for their country. We we have it all the time. And I'm going to give a shout out to Drew Ebanks, Captain Canada. He steals my line and everything like that. I'll play basketball. 
everybody, and Billy, you know this, we always criticize, why doesn't this guy play for Team Canada? Why doesn't this guy play for Team Canada? Now these guys are freely moving on and want, don't want to play. And here's another reason why they won't want to play. Because they're making their money, and we're talking about $40 million. We're talking about Machado making 11 years, $350 million. They're making the money through MLB, through their teams. So if their team says, well, you have a little bit of net, skip it, they're going to do that. That's, that's why. The same in, that, Joe, that's the same in any sport. If their team says, no, they're not going. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Right? Like I just said, I will watch it. It needs to be at a different time mm. in order to get create interest for the whole thing. Like it's yes, the smaller countries are gonna love it because that's what they, they live for. They want to be known as the, the best, no matter what time of year it is. To me, it just has to be moved to a different time of year to create more interest, have more guys involved. If it's at the end of the season in the month of October. Every top player is going to be there. Every here's an idea, Marty. Here's an, here's an idea for your for your consideration. How about the the World Baseball Classic instead of in instead of being displayed in this format? Let's suppose that this becomes the the baseball becomes part of the Summer Olympics. You move up spring training a couple of weeks, and instead of the WBC, everybody and and Major League Baseball is on board. Everybody, everybody takes those couple of weeks, right? I'm sure the players, you, it wouldn't be hard to sell to the players. You get a couple of weeks during the middle of the season to take off and what have you, right? I think that that's a, and again, that's what I do here, man. I just change the world they're in one thought. Hold on. In it's one thought, idea. man. I you know what? That's the beauty of the Greek, more. man. It's not, it's not, not, it's a good idea, but they're not going to do it because there's billions of dollars involved. And for that matter, Marty's right. In November, they should do it because, you know what? what? You billions of dollars involved. You don't because think Major League Baseball would get a piece of pie if they... For $200 million. They you don't think play. Major League Baseball would get a piece of that pie from the Olympics? They'll get a piece, but they go to Apple TV, Fox, who all these. They have like $200 million side deals. They have side deals with Sportsnet. Ah, what bigger stage to put deal. your game on? What bigger stage, Joe, to put your game on? than the Olympics. And then you're talking about everybody from all over the world. You suit up even the Greeks, man. Even I might come out of retirement, man, and see if I could see if I can be a low leverage guy in the pen. Right? Everybody comes out and then you know what? Guy in the pen. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Man? What was your ERA when you did low leverage? What was what at my best or at my worst, man? Because I've been well, both. Your best was your worst. Put it that way. Your best. Here's was what I got, worst. man. Here's what I got that nobody will ever come on here and, and tell, including Marty Roberts, who's been a baseball guy his whole life. I hold, and it's got to be the Ontario record. I don't know unless I hear for otherwise. Right for what? These strikeouts in one game in in an Ontario baseball game. I got twenty. I don't know if there's anybody out there that's got, got twenty one, but if you are, come talk to me. Come talk to me if there's any. I mind you, I was 14 years old. I'll admit, but I got I got 20 out of 21, man. Anybody else got the perfect number? Call me, man. Otherwise, just call me the greatest at one for one moment of one day. By the way, by the way, this guy came on and and sends me all these clips that oh he's betting 150 on the Maple Leafs and all that. He was five and zero or six and zero. What were you six and zero? Six and zero. Yesterday, did you lose or win? I called a tie, 
and the tie broke it. Let's not talk about it. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'll be better tomorrow. I'll be better tomorrow. Be, don't knock me off. We were talking about my 20 strikeouts in seven innings, man. I'd like Marty to chime in on that if he doesn't mind. All right, Marty. What what was your highest strikeout game? My highest was, I think it was 18. 18. Which went along with which went along with the, the perfect game. He, hey. But then again, I'm really, I'm sorry that tops. No, nah, but then again, Marty's was 18 was probably against higher competition with all with all due respect. When was that? I, I think mine that? was actually against East York. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that let's go around the NHL here. Maple Leafs forever. Maple Leafs losing to Vancouver four one. Let's talk about Ottawa. Another game. Another win. Jacob Chikrin scoring a goal in front of his family. There, Marty. You want to lead, lead us off here? Well, Ottawa. Ottawa. Now, if they can, if they can make a run, they got. They have. You know, four games I think in hand on on the Islanders, yeah. and there's somewhere I don't know where they five, six, seven points behind them, two something points, like that. Two points now, two points now behind so the Pittsburgh. Islanders. No, no, they're not two points behind the Islanders. Well, unless the Islanders they're three points to... behind the Islanders, two yeah. behind Pittsburgh. All right, so if if they're if they go on this run, you know what? With with the young, we all thought anyways going this year, we thought they were going to be probably a Pretty much right in the playoff picture, and they struggled for a little bit. Now they're they're finding some uh, some wins, and I think the same thing with them is they're going to find is again what the Leafs have issues with is is who's in net. Okay, hold on, uh, I'm, Marty. I'm going to ask you this: What if Ottawa overtakes Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh does not make the playoffs? And oh, Ottawa- that, that, there, there's a, a total possibility of that. Like Pittsburgh is being up and down. Today, the Smith in that because Jerry again is sick, uh, so they end up they end up losing tonight to to Florida. Pittsburgh has to watch herself, but the good thing with them again too is they have games in hand, which is which is nice to have. But the, it's going to be for that wild card spot in the East is going to be awfully tough coming down to the the final few games. Billy, the Ottawa and 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 in terms of the way they've constructed the roster, it reminds me a little bit. And again, maybe this is foreshadowing. It reminds me a little bit of when the Leafs first made that playoffs after that long exodus and and took Washington to six games, give them a little bit of a scare. I can see a similar scenario against Boston. So if you're the Bruins, I think maybe Ottawa's the last team you want to play. They're young. They're stupid. They don't know any better. And they're going to play. They've played actually the best hockey of any club in the NHL post All Star break. So if you're if you're Boston, do you want to see Ottawa in that spot, or do you want to see a slow, lazy Islander team without Barzal? Right? I'd be I'd, I'd have my I'd be very I'd be very cautious if if Ottawa finds that finds that spot again. When you got so many young guys that don't know any better, stranger things have happened. And and Ottawa has a lot of guys on the team that don't mind playing physical. Yeah. Right, and that's and that's what Boston likes doing. So that, you're right that that'd be a scare for Boston if Ottawa were to get in there, and, and Boston would have to play them. By the way, Washington beat San Jose eight three, and the only reason I'm mentioning it, Ovechkin had two goals and one assist. He has thirty four and thirty fifth goal of the year. You know he's trying to pass uh, Gretzky and all that, and uh, Ovechkin coming back a couple weeks ago, his uh, father passing away, so he's hitting his stride. But Washington's another team that. 
it's bunched up for that second wild card. Yeah. It's bunched up like crazy, but bunched up for both, Joe. And and yeah. actually, when you look at it, the worst thing that can happen for the playoffs, obviously, from the teams that are in the one day, the one for in terms of c- compete, entertainment value, the one we want to see out of there's the Islanders. I think the Islanders are are especially without Barza are toast for anybody that yeah. they play. Whereas Pittsburgh, you can never discount the fact you got. You got that Stanley Cup pedigree. Got Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Punchers, Chance. Florida, the same thing. Florida's Florida's got an awful lot of talent. They've underachieved. Ottawa can surprise. So the only thing that I hope for again for for some good competition, one through eight, is the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders fall uh, fall away in the standings. Uh, to me, that's a that's a club that has got no business in the playoffs. And in the in the West, because we always talk the East and all that. In the West, it's it's crazy. Also, who wants to win that Pacific? Edmonton losing to Winnipeg seven five tonight. Drysdale a hat trick, right? So it's like when you think Edmonton finally has it turned around, that whoever Skinner or or Campbell, it's the same like Maple Leafs. Who's the better goalie? And do you trust any of them? You may have yeah, Edmonton's right? always. That's always been. For the last few years, well, ever since McDavid's been there, we'll say. Goaltending has been the issue there. Defense has been the issue there. Winnipeg winning tonight. I think they were on a five-game losing streak. And they go and they throw up a seven spot versus Edmonton. So that... You're right. Listen, that, Marty. That listen, Marty. Tough there too. Marty, I'm gonna give you a little advice. You know how the Greek loves you, and I want your professional career to grow. So the next time you're in that position and you're talking about the Edmonton goaltending situation, here's what I'd like you to say, if you don't mind. Historically, the goaltending has been Edmonton's Achilles heel. Remember that. That's your go-to move right there. Okay. Remember, Achilles heel. Well, then, then, then I sound like some show on Monday that just wants to use big words and not know much of anything. <laughs> Oh, man. Monday at seven. I don't know. <laughs> but watch um, it anyways at seven o'clock on Mondays. Some guy yeah. gives the best Cosa classics ever. Yeah. When he forgets to good. do it, when he forgets to do it, some lame ones come in there. But when he does it every time, now that last one was pretty Cosa good. Classics. That last one I found was pretty good with O'Donnell one forty nine. I would have had it, but you had me doing other stuff for baseball. I totally forgot the Cosa classic was needed. <laughs> Here, uh, here's the the question I have for you. When when you watch this Monday at, at seven o'clock on Facebook and all that, all kidding aside, I I hear you know I need to you know carpet my room here. I hear there's a good place to get carpet. Billy, can you elaborate on that? Really, really at this point in time, I'm not here to talk sports. I'm not a salesman, but given this profession, I've had the ability to meet a lot of good people in life, and some of them actually like me for some reason. Because aside from the bravado, I'm a pretty decent guy, and have have gotten gotten along with me well. So I like to help them out, and in return, they help me out. So, having said that, Nick Borsch, carpets for life. I, if if somebody's got an issue and you're going to spend money, you'd like to get the best deal possible, wouldn't you? Right. So if that's you, the case, you tell, you tell Nick for me that. If he wants to upgrade his advertising videos, I'm the man to help him do that. Yeah. We know, we know, we know that you don't. You haven't done nothing for free, man, since the day you were. I'm gonna tell you what we could do. Here's what we could do. No, no. Here, here's, here's what we could do. We could do a before picture of me with lack of hair, and then we'll put a a rug on there, and we'll say this is what. Nick does for you. Hold That's on. not the rug we're talking about, Marty. That's not the rug. Nick Borch, carpets for life, free estimates, what have you. Anybody watching this? If you're going to do that, uh, 
to your host, to your apartment, to anywhere. Call the guy and he'll give you a better price. End of story. You don't have to like me. I don't care what you think about the messenger. Just call the guy, save a few bucks, and if you want to thank me, thank me. If not, screw you. I, I heard I heard that Nick Bursch is actually thinking about running for mayor of Toronto. Is that true? Because, you know, they're now they have a, an opening. There's a, he hasn't thrown his hat in the ring, but there there've been there've been um, whispers, and we'll just leave it at that. All right, right. Let me ask you this: Say he say he were and he hands out his business card, and his his posters up on the front of people's lawns. Yeah, are people going to think that Rob's back? <laughs> you know what? Just it really, and that's interesting that you say it hypothetically. Let's say you put his face. Can he get voted just on the like uh, the like list? Thinking. Um, that's what I'm thinking. That, I'm thinking. You know what? There's given given that the fact the majority of Torontonians are are intellectual tools, right? And got half brain. You know what? I, I wouldn't put it past that being a a some kind of possibility. But I don't know. Again, he can, this guy makes a lot of cash in 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 the business. I don't think he wants the pay decrease at City Hall, though. All right. So let's get back to uh, and check out Billy's show at seven and. Uh... PM on, on, on Facebook. I hear uh, maybe soon the production will get better. Marty will get more more notoriety and all that. That's what I hear. Whispers. There's whispers. Nick told me that. Whispers, all right? Wait, Let's wait go. a second. Joseph, are those new glasses you got today? Yeah. You uh, let me ask They you don't help. They don't do help, like Joseph. Them? They don't help. They don't help. No, uh, they you're don't right. Help. I, 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 all I can see is Billy not combed his hair today. What is going on with this guy? His hair is out of place and everything like that. Come on. The mohawk. He's trying to get yeah. the old mohawk happening. I can't. I'm struggling with the with the curls at the top, man. They're not cooperating today. I've made 20, 25 adjustments with the comb, with the hands, with the gel. I've even run down to the car because I carry it. Hold on. Did he just say he uses gel on his hands? For what? Well done. I'm finishing a story, so I've had a tough day and a little bit of adversity. I can't get the hair right, so I have a brush in my house, and I have two brushes in my car that I keep, you know, just in case I pull up a lady beside me want to freshen up. I've gone back and forth. I just can't get it right today. I just can't get it right, so I'm just going to have to let my uh, my personality do the talking today. Here, um, last, night, last night I went to the I Love the 90s tour, and Young MC was the first act out there. He's wearing oh. a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey when he comes on. What jersey do you think he was wearing? Uh, Rocky Saganok. Yeah, around that time. Uh, Mike Palmatier. Uh, a little, a little after that, Curtis oh. Joseph. Curtis. Oh, yeah. Wore a Curtis Joseph jersey. Now, young MC, I thought was going to die on the stage. Like he was literally huffing and puffing. I thought they were going to have to give him CPR, but he was out there wearing the Curtis Joseph jersey. Hey, hold on. I saw Billy drinking. Is that Greek Coca-Cola? Have you? I had Greek Coca-Cola today. Fantastic uh, at Serrano, by the way. But, uh, Billy, have you had uh, Greek Coca-Cola? Hey, it's a, let me ask you a question. Is Serrano shooting you a few bucks, man? Did they give you six, six seven? Did they We're give working you, on this. We're working on this. Did, did they, they give you six, seven peepers to plug them? Hey, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Billy, just wait till he starts showing us his tan lines. Oh, oh, you know, Emilio does a fantastic job, especially, you know what, Billy, especially on the eyebrows now, eh? especially on the eyebrows. Check it out. What, what's that location again for the tanning? 1109 Coxwell Street. That's north of the Danforth. Emilio Albi, uh, vivid tanning. He's there. He he runs like, you know, Emilio's the kind of guy who'll show up at 10, 10, 15. Big soccer guy, big sports guy. And he'll probably hit the highway by four. So make sure you're there on time or else he doesn't give a rat's ass. He's got money to burn. Ain't that right, Albie? 
<laughs> all right, see, if he's got money to burn Marty Roberts, get on the sales job. We we all got to make money here, all right? So now let, let me ask you this. Let's get back to the NHL, all joking aside here and everything like that. Now with the trade deadline done and all these teams making uh, all these moves and everything like that, who do you think needs to gel? Is it the Maple Leafs because they got the most pressure on them? Is it uh, like Pittsburgh made a few moves too and Pittsburgh is in slightly and all that? Who do you think? I'll start off with Marty. Who do you think needs to gel the most? Because the most pressure is on either Maple Leafs, Edmonton, and, and Boston for that matter. They're the best team, but they also made a lot of moves. I, I think, honestly, it's the Leafs. I really do. They, they Like we said, 30% of the roster is brand new. So it's going to take them some time. The Rangers, too, made a couple, like Tarasenko, Kane yeah. coming in. Tarasenko was not the best when he got there from St. Louis. And he and he's had, you know, a, a couple half-decent games, but he still hasn't shown what he was doing last year. And Kane, you know, he was having a bit of a slow year coming in. So there, there's a couple teams, but I think the Leafs are the ones that have to gel the best or gel the most before the end of the season happens. Speak about a guy who does all the gelling. Go ahead, Billy. When you're talking about the Rangers, other than Truba on that club, that's the softest club in hockey, right? Yeah. See a lot of guys in social media that if you're thinking that the Leafs got issues with physicality and board battles and puck battles, you take a look at the New York Rangers. That's the that's the that's the problem down there. But again, they have a they also have a guy between the pipes that's proven in terms of what he can do. He could single-handedly steal a series. So the Rangers obviously got issues. And again, when you're talking about a guy that's played in Patrick Kane's lifetime in Chicago, you go to a new team at an advanced age, this ain't Patrick Kane uh, 2014, right? Or it's not even Patrick Kane last year. He's an advanced guy with big expectations going to the bright lights. So obviously going to take a little time to adjust, you know? Some guys go in there and, and, and pop through the first day, and it's, and it's a love story. Other guys struggle a little bit. So again, Rangers, Rangers are one of the clubs, and the other club that again that that for me is is uh, is uh, uh, needs needs to address what they're doing is Boston. Obviously, you've seen they've been playing terrible hockey. You can see that the club is the club is slumping. <laughs> like you, they've made all these trades. You got questionable goaltending. You got first of all, you got Bergeron thirty seven, Marchand thirty six. I don't know. Pasternak's hit and miss. You talk about the defensive depth is not as good as it should be. Uh, you don't know about the goaltender and the coaches. A first year guy is questionable, right? So here's you know in chess. Here's here's the interesting thing about Boston. We have them like like everybody in the league. Frankly, thinks that that Boston again is a team to beat. They're the Stanley Cup favorites, right? But you know what? The what number? They're plus four fifty. So Boston, by Las Vegas standards, has a twenty. 2.5% chance to win the Stanley Cup by Las Vegas standards. Four and a half to one Boston is to win a Stanley Cup. So let's get that straight, that nobody in today's NHL can be a prohibited favorite to win a, 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 uh, to win a Stanley Cup, including the Bruins. They're, when you go into the when you go into the dance, they're just going to be one of 16 teams. A little bit better, historic regular season, but don't sleep on, on anybody that plays a here, one sec, Joe. So what what about the West? You got Colorado that Makar is being in and out because of concussion protocols and that. But they have a guy there, and, and Manson was out, and he's back. But they have someone that hasn't played all year. And it looks like he's going to get ready to gear up just before the playoffs, and that's Landon Scott. How hmm. big of an addition will that be, Billy, for Colorado? 
you're talking about you're talking about one of the top 20 players in the game but he, but one of the top two guys in terms of leadership and locker room and just his presence some guys don't even have to some guys just don't even have to see the score sheet man all you got to do is see him in the room and it makes everybody a little better he's one of those guys so obviously big improvement and you're talking about you're talking about dna of a club that's won right and we see clubs that have won and then they go like tampa bay you're going to question tampa bay because they lost four that's a DNA championship cup. Let's see how they play with their backs against the wall. And we've seen it before. And once you've seen that, you can't discount a club that's demonstrated the ability to win everything, right? They're right in the mix. All right. So let me ask you this since, since you brought it up. Okay. I'll, I'll ask you Billy first. Okay. So now the trade deadline's over. Hey, hold on. Yo, where's this Freitas character, man? How long is he going <laughs> to duck it? No, it's not, it's not Freitas. Freitas didn't, you know, I, I'm actually very upset with Freitas. Marty knows why. He promised, he promised to come here. I had seven hours and a half show. He had to get me my coffee. He didn't bring my coffee. He had to get me Mr. Sub. Like, I ordered for the whole team, for the whole Fired Up Network team. You got a, you're the free agent, so you, you didn't, you weren't included. I gave you money there and everything. But he didn't, he didn't come up big, all right? That's almost as bad as Justin Levine announcing a trade that did not happen. Or another trade that said, oh, it's happening. James Van Reeves, like, but it doesn't happen. But it does happen. But it doesn't happen. What is going on here? I, it's like I'm running a Monday 7 p.m. on Facebook show. All right? I Like, what is going on here? Anyways, don't mention Frito-Lay again. Don't mention it. But I'm going to ask you this right now. Since the trade deadline's out, who's your Stanley Cup final? Tell me the teams <laughs> that will meet in Billy the Greek's eyes in the Stanley Cup. I know what he's going to say. Go ahead. Toronto Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you willing to pet, put some big time shekels on that? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go big time. But what is what would a hundred get you, man? Maybe five grand on that? No, a hundred will get me two Serrano cakes. All Marty, right. what do you think a hundred's worth yeah. on a Toronto Edmonton final? I, I think it, it it'd be fairly high because you got you got a wild card team, and then. A Leafs team that hasn't got out of the first round in how many years now is it? Like it could be fair. It might be higher than Hull scoring two goals in one game. Well, you asked me that. That's why that that's where I'm standing right now. Toronto, Colorado, Toronto, Colorado, or Toronto, Edmonton. One of the two. All right, maybe Colorado, Toronto, because Gary Bettman. I don't know if you know this. Since 1993, no Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup. Now. You're going to tell me he's going to allow one Canadian team? Because it's guaranteed if two Canadian teams play, one Canadian team's going to win. No way will Gary Bettman allow two Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup final anymore. That's as much chance as Arizona winning the Stanley Cup. You got a better chance of Arizona with 5,000 fans winning the Stanley Cup. Marty, who's your Stanley Cup pick? Yeah, for me, out of the East, it's going to be Boston. I just think Boston. Boston. Is just too strong. I really do. I, I, I think they just have too much on that team. That that if one guy doesn't go, someone else picks it back about? up. They got they got two solid goalies. So I think Boston of the East and the West. I like Colorado once Landon Scott gets back and they're and they're healthy. I think it's Boston, Colorado. What Marty? I'll tell you this, Joe. Hold on. I'll tell you this for the fans that are watching about Marty. I'll tell you what kind of guy Marty is, and some guys will understand this. 
He's the kind of guy that'll take a drive with about forty dollars, maybe even a fifty. He'll go to Fort Erie and he'll put the he'll put the whole fifty on, man. He's a maniac, but he'll put it on a one to five to show, man, for for ten cents on the for five cents on the dollar, man. That's Marty Roberts. And and then you know what's gonna happen, Joe? Is as I'm coming back and Billy put his fifty on the twenty to one shot, I gotta pick him up hitchhiking because he has no <laughs> gas to come back home. <laughs> Good work. So, so you say Toronto, Edmonton. You say Boston, Colorado. I think Boston, Colorado. I think there's an outside shot for me. I think Seattle has an outside shot. I of think making the Stanley Cup. Of making the Stanley Cup, yes. I think I think they they have an outside shot of doing it. Well, see, uh, uh, Seattle's like going to be like another Vegas. Vegas in expansion year, they made it. Seattle's second. Right? It's. I, I just think it, you know they got some pieces there that, and they're and they're a gritty team. They got some guys on that team that can that can you know body up if they have to, play physical if they have to, right? So, and and that could be what's needed to get them there. I can they? Yes. Will they? Probably not. But I think they have an opportunity to yeah. if they keep playing. Hold if on. Seattle's got an opportunity, then you can't you can't discount Vegas or the Stars for no, that you matter. Can't. No, right? you can't. Yeah, you, know, you you really can't. Dallas, I don't. I honestly, I don't know how they done it last year. I don't know how they're doing it this year. They just go and they play. They play hard every time out, and they and it's working for them. They got a hell of a goaltender that club. I'll yes, tell you they that. Do. Yeah, they, they do. You're you're absolutely right. There, their their goalie is pretty damn good. There's no question about. It. But you're. I'm looking at. I'm just looking right now at at some numbers, and you have. The goals, four goals against differential. You have Boston at plus 105. You know yeah. who the next closest team is to that? It's probably New in Jersey the mid-50s. De- yeah, New Jersey Devils at plus 52. Here's the other interesting point now that you bring up now that you bring up numbers. If um if you took the Eastern Conference of the NHL, six clubs would be the top yeah. overall seed in the West. Right, which just goes to show you the disparity between the two conferences. We have a quick, we have a Twitch question from Stephen Wilson, and this is for Billy. Hey, I I watch all your NFL picks. Do you have something to say about the XFL? So what's that? What do you think I am? What do you think I am, man? A, a degenerate, degenerate gambler? Yes. <laughs> XFL, come on, man! Don't waste my time, man. The Greek only sticks. Like I spend a lot of time between the racetrack and the NFL. I've got time for anything else? All right, so and a little hockey. He doesn't like the San Antonio Barracudas. All right, so sorry about that. Okay, sorry, so, Stevie. Yeah, XFL, no question here. All right, let's let's get to a, a little bit <laughs> of a basketball. All right, a little bit. We talked we talked baseball, we talked hockey. Now a little bit of basketball. I'm waiting on Eric Cohen and his girlfriend. Me, I don't know what's going on here. Eric Cohen with a girl. What has? So, the, so I, th- I think you mid- misread what he said. You said Ra miss- is coming to Toronto, and he said Daddy ass <laughs> is going to be there. <laughs> He meant in raw, not on the show. No, he he texted me. He texted okay. me. He, Daddy ass is going to be on the show. All right, I'm Daddy like, ass. Daddy be, ass. What you know, the that, hell is that's this? like having thunder snow. That's like having <laughs> thunderstorm. No wonder we had thunder snow. All right, so here we go with basketball here. Now, Billy, I'm going to start with you. Okay, um, Drew Ebanks and the other Greek. We already have Anthony K, who gets you more. Sp- oh, wait a minute. I mentioned. I mentioned him. And Hunter, look at look who's showing up. Hey, what's going on? 
All right. You had, you had a disco or something? What's the blue light? How you doing? Yeah, we're <laughs> just driving here. We're getting out of here. It's very tough. All right, hold on. He was at the it, so. he was at the Coca Cola Coliseum for uh, WWE Road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Billy has bet all his uh, all the matches, so we want to know all the picks and who won and who lost. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you could you can help Daddy. Sure. I mean, it was Sami Zayn <laughs> in the main event, obviously. Tell me, it's Roman Reigns. Sami had the match won, but the referee was out, and uh, by the time. Uh, a spear by Roman, and Roman prevailed. All right. It, it you're like you're telling me, Eric, you're telling me that a referee did not do it properly again in the WWE? The ring messed up. It was a Toronto <laughs> screw Toronto screw job. You can say that. Well, Eric, do you have any idea? Was it a, was it um, Danny Davis calling the match? Yes, it was. The old crook. Danny Davis. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, enough, enough of shenanigans. Any other matches you want? What were the uh, Billy wants to know if the females were wrestling? Yeah, yes. we uh, by Charlotte Flair who retained her title against Shayna Baszler. Um, Molly with a uh, huge win over Raquel Rodriguez. Um, Eric likes uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Try to, try, roll your R's again. Roll the, the rent to win. Roll your R's again. Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> All right. So, who do you think, if who do you think uh, if we went back in time, who would you give the nod to? Like if uh, if we can put like a, a a battle of the ages between uh, a slim and trim, fabulous Mula and uh, and this uh, and this flare and this flare gal, what's the line there? What would be the line, uh, Corn? I, you know what? I, I I go with Charlotte. She's got the pedigree. She's got uh, you know, Flair's a minus three hundred favorite against the fabulous Mula. All right, okay. new era. Look at it. He says minus 300 just for Billy. Eric, by the way, do you know what the Maple Leafs did tonight? They lost 4-1 to one and gave up two shorthanded goals. Absolute garbage. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Eric? What are your thoughts? Come on, this is Maple Leafs forever. Well, I PVR'd the game, so I got him. I'm hoping that Matt Murray didn't crap the bed, but uh, I definitely don't like the score, and uh, we'll see if we can get back on track. All right, Uncle Billy wants to say hi to uh, a lady you have there, Haley. So, Uncle Billy, Haley. I know you can't see it, but go ahead. You tell anything you want to tell to Haley here. Tell Haley. Haley. Hi, Haley. Billy says hello, sweetheart. Haley, uh, don't ignore the Greek. <laughs> it, Billy's used Greek, to that. I, All the Holy jeez, <laughs> man. Uh, that's how our friendship's gonna start, eh, Haley? I see. Okay. Okay. So here's the question again. Here's the question, uh, Eric. If you're, who, who should be more concerned today at 11:30, Leaf Nation or the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, collection of fans? Well, as far as I know, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and John. Tavares weren't bench tonight players John <laughs> Cooper. So, um, you know, Tampa Bay's not playing well. Like I said, I'll watch home. Um, but if you're Tampa Bay, your line doesn't look very good. Uh, Vasilevsky hasn't had a great year. 
and Cooper's already now with this unit. So uh, not good right now for the Bulls, which is good news for the Maple Leafs. All right, hold on. Eric, I have a question. You came on here with Billy yesterday and talked about a massive trade. Yeah. I, I expect better. Billy Billy is a, a grizzled young veteran taken from Marty Roberts. But I expect better from a guy who's on TSN who should know what trades are going on. If TSN is like me, copy fired up that much and be on for eight hours, eight hours, and you say yeah. you claim you work from TSN and you don't even correct Billy, Ratko Gudas did not get traded. What misinformation did you get, Eric? I never said, Radley, who you'd rather have. You, you, you were up with Billy. Billy asked you. No, 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 no. There's only one source that came from, and that's the little guy, Eric Laverne, man. Or what's his name? What's the little guy? What's the little guy from the six? What's his name? Uh, Justin I Laverne. I misremembered. I don't know. I misremembered. Marty, do you know? Justin Levine. All right, hold on, Eric. I've wow. been texted. I've been texted and, and said... Eric, did he pick up my red wine yet? Eric, did you go to the red uh, wine to get my red wine for me and Billy? We need to celebrate. It's been a busy, been a busy day, Joe. Just trying to get home safely after an event, right? Well, hold on, Billy. So. Billy, don't you don't you use you know for the ladies? Don't you get red wine and flowers? Here's what here's what I'll tell you. And again, it's lucky for Eric too. It's a beautiful thing, Erica. On a serious note, that's your kid there, so. So it's enjoyable that they get the opportunity to spend a little time, go watch a little wrestling. And sometimes yeah. kids are the best thing for us, man. Because if she wasn't in the car, you'd probably stop off at Fillmore's and be gone for a couple hours. So enjoy your ride home. Right? You're absolutely right, Billy. You know it. <laughs> yeah, buddy, man. All the best. Hey, always nice to see you. You're a good dude, man. I really like right, you. You really see him in now. Eric, I, Bill, uh, Marty has a question. Why does your name show Hunter okay. when it's Eric Cohen? Because uh, oh, Haley Zoo's going to answer. Go oh, ahead. Daddy, um, thanks. Uh, it's a good name. And when they want to name me Hunter, then ever since Daddy uh, uh, won, and that's Haley, you know what they call that? You when you get a little older, you'll uh, you'll understand. You haven't heard of this word yet, but you'll understand it. It's called alias. <laughs> you'll understand it when you get older. Okay. Take Eric, care, I guys. Have, I have a new alias for you. Take care. Say your name, guys. Say your name is Billy the Greek. That will get you everywhere, cheap everywhere, okay? He has a lot of contacts. There All right, go. Eric. And, he, and they're returning right, to uh, uh, it's returning to Toronto, right? When, give everybody the breaking news here. Go ahead. Yeah, we, got, we got WWE SmackDown returning to Toronto in August. I got uh, for Haley Zoo. She calls me daddy ass after the acclaim and uh, one more time all right hey eric you're right all, all i have to say eric all i have to say is scissor billy o scissor billy o yeah there you go there all right go. thanks a lot eric thanks for interrupting all, right, show care, billy was all, on. all right thanks a lot by the way um eric did mention wwe's return to Toronto will happen at the Scotiabank Arena Friday night, August 18th. That's a SmackDown. Friday, August 18th is a SmackDown. Tickets go on sale. I just got the text. Tickets go on sale next Friday, March 10th. 
Tickets go on sale Friday, March 10th. Friday night, SmackDown, August 18th at the Scotiabank Arena. Billy, anything else you want to talk about? I really, we really pretty much covered everything. The only thing that, like, the only thing that I'm struggling with and I'm kind of frustrated is maybe Marty can help. Well, Marty, you ever, you do a lot of driving, obviously, right? So a little bit, yes. Obviously, obviously, you're behind the wheel, man. So, so you know, you're you're trying to merge into traffic, right? So, so you you're not the kind of guy as a bus guy that just goes right in, right? One car usually at the red light passes you maybe a second and you merge on the third, right? It depends if I like the the car that's coming beside me. Yes. But there's some there's some guys, man, a little bit aggressive of the Toronto Transit Commission, man, that they wear the uniform, man. All of, they look like, they look, some of them look like Cliff Clavin, but anyway. <laughs> so, I was at the lights, man, just, you know, there's a bus there, yeah, having my cigarette, sip of coffee. The light turns green, so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, uh, hit the gas too hard, so I just, like, mosey on it, and this guy guns it, man. So now, he's gunning it, he wants to cut me off, right? And then I kind of take it personally, I want to, this is this is what they're teaching you guys over there, hey? This is what if I'm paying you, my tax here, money if for. You, if you hey? if you look at the back left corner of the bus, it says you must yield. You know what yield means, right? Hey, it says it doesn't say you must. It says it's mean, a ticket if you do not yield to a bus coming out. It suggests you yield, but and yield I, I, what? I, if I'm side I've by seen, side, how can drive. I yield? I've seen you drive. I know exactly what you did. <laughs> you, the bus was sitting in the bay, and you decide you want to make a right in front of him before he came out, and that's what happened. A <laughs> uh, little situation, little situation. Anyways, anyways, what else? What else? We got a few more hold minutes. On, hold on, on. Beside your friend Billy, called Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. Billy, come on, you you're, you don't even see that. We have graphics here, unlike a fraudulent show that you do for Mondays at 7 p.m. Yeah. Check it out with Jason Portwando, and hopefully you're not put asleep halfway through the show. But uh, you know, you know what you see. Portwando, when you go, does he enjoy doing the? I know he likes the thoroughbred, but how much more does he like the thoroughbred than the standardbreds? Yeah, he's a he's taken he's taken a whole different career course. He doesn't work for either now. He's a He's a steward at Woodbine, so he oversees all tracks in Canada, right? So he's no longer affiliated with Woodbine Entertainment in that capacity. And what's he a steward for? Is he for the harness or for the thoroughbred? Man, I think just for all the, the entirety of the racing. I don't know the exact the, – the exact. I'll ask him on there. I don't know exactly what he does, but I'm guessing it pays pretty good. Well, then you can ask him to say if, he, if he's a steward. He's deciding on the inquiries and stuff like yeah, that, right? right? Right, hold on, man. This is not Philly Parks. This is not Philly Parks, Marty. I just want to know how this works. So you go to these racetracks, and you got these booths at the corner of every yeah. corner of the track. And obviously, they're watching. And all stuff. How many stewards are there? And how do they decide, okay, no, that's an infraction? You no, know how they decide? Depends Depends in what region of the world you're in. But in some tracks, Philly, Philly Parks, for example, you know how they, they decide. The guy calls Big Sal. About two blocks down, man. That's how they decided. I've never seen a track in my life, right, where you see a morning line 20 to 1 shot pay 383, 310. Never, never, man. And no track except Philly Parks, man. It's a it's a it's a gangster track over there. And again, I don't want to I don't want to get myself in trouble. Hold on, hold on. What's the other one? The other one's Foner Foner or Foner? Uh Finger Lakes? No, no, F O N N E R. 
And man, you must be watching Australia, dude. Oh, I'm not no, that no. chick. It's, it's 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 American, and you should see that. Like it's bad. Like I think the guy, the jockey's got his legs out of the stirrup just riding it. Huh? If he's the two to five favorite. Yeah, there's also there's also been historically some some shady business at Delta Park and and again horse racing and corruption go hand in hand. You know when there's animals, there's human beings and there's money, right? You heard the controversies out in Yonkers in terms of the harness, the race fixing, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's and again, it's a black eye on the sport. And 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 when you're when you're generating, you need to generate trust for the betters to know everything's on the up and up. Those are terrible things that are happening. Right. And, but it's we nothing. Have, we you have did. another question nope. from a fan on Twitch. Actually, Patrick Reynolds wants to know actually from both of our, all three of us, but I'll start off with Marty. What has been your best interview to date? Marty, I'll start off with you. My best interview to date. You know what? I, I liked our, interview Billy and me had a the development coach for the New York Yankees on and he was in the Dominican you remember that Billy yeah and that was probably one of my favorite ones because he told us that now he's no longer with the New York Yankees he's now moved to the Boston Red Sox but that was one of my favorite um interviews that we got to pick his brain and and find out stuff that's happening in in New York Yankee land all right, Billy. Same question for you. Well, obviously, had a met met a met and interviewed and had the opportunity to share with a lot of people. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the the few times that I've had Boria Salming on, the, uh, unbelievable guy. But for me, my favorite interview was one of the first that I actually did with an old guy that I used to work with, Joe Tilly, uh, a live at Wendell Clark's bar. So I had Wendell Clark. We're early early on into the show. Had Wendell Clark on. Had a first chance to meet him. His neck is like this, man. He's a monster. But you know the Greek doesn't take a backseat to nobody. So I started talking to the guy. And at that point in time, I'm letting Wendell know, you know, that I know a lot about the game. So he's sitting beside me, giving me these funny looks. And he turns around. He goes, "Look, can I can I tell you something?" And I go, "What is it, Wendell?" He goes, I think you need a psychiatric treatment. <laughs> I go, Jesus, Wendell, man. Is that any way to talk? He was trying to tell me that Willie was going to be a 50-goal scorer, and these are the times where I wasn't a big fan of Willie, man. So I went on to tell him, man, that if this guy scores 50, man, uh, I'll, run to, I'll run from Oshawa home in my underwear. So how are you going to get a 50 out of a guy that doesn't go in front of the net? Right. But anyways, that was a whole different time. So Wendell Clark for me and and that experience was fun. And you know what? Funny enough, if you go on my Facebook somewhere, you have to go way back and think, but it's on there somewhere, man. We've done we've had all kinds of people over the over the course of time. I've worked with Marty. It's all on there somewhere. And every now and then I get a little bit bored and I and I revisit history. I've done, done a lot of good stuff over the years, including on the Fired Up Network. So you you had uh, a guy show, you know, you talked about Joe. I'm not gonna mention his name. Uh, first of all, Joe. Totally good guy. Just a good guy, CFTO, lifer, good guy, a little bit older. So Joe was the same as like, he's a means to, and then Joe was the same as kind of Norm Rumack. What I decided to do, because nobody knows me, right? So what I decided to do is get together with some name guys that know sports and are recognizable and then just work them over, man. Like, like, ding, 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 ding. And then before they realize it, man, I stole the show from Tilly. I steal the show from Rumac. The only guy that competes, man, and can hold his own with me is the guy up there, Marty Roberts. Claude Fig, I gave a few smacks to. Samuel <laughs> Jackson. I, I, I stopped them all, man. Rod Black, you name it, man. Bring them on and I chop them down, baby. All right. Uh, who was your favorite uh 
sort of partner. At the end of the day, uh, at the if you, ha I, I love Marty. Obviously, he's my he's one of my buddies. So you don't love me, I, uh, Joe. We never worked together. You're I, I look at you like uh, I look at you like kind of like my younger brother. You know, a little bit. Of, you're, you're a good kid. So here's a, <laughs> here's what here's what I would say. The, the the most fun and the best relationship I had in doing this was obviously with Joe early on in terms of the dynamic we had, the connection and, and what have you. It was good TV, and it was also at a time when nobody else was doing podcasts, right? That was pre-COVID, we're, and we're probably one of the original people doing this on social media. So it was fun. And unfortunately, with that individual, greed, politics got in the middle. You know, I'm a staunch conservative. I like my Donald Trump. I'm not a woke guy, and I'm not shy about my political ideologies, right? And again, unfortunately, he didn't want to have nothing to do with somebody that doesn't agree with him. And that's the way it goes. So uh, this is Maple Leafs forever, and I think it's apropos to finish off with, because uh, he was my favorite player, Borja Salming. All right, and you mentioned Borja Salming, and we I, I've been planning to do it. I talked to Marty about it like, months ago to do a sort of a, like a tribute show to Borja Salming, but now is it's the best time. I'll start off with Marty and, and go to you, Billy. Uh, Borja Salming, of course, uh, passing away, it's actually, what, uh, three months, right? Three, four months. November, I think, at the end of November, he passed away. So, uh, Marty, I, I know you like Pittsburgh and all that. For me, uh, probably for Billy also, I could say this. Me and Billy are probably the same age and all that. But Borja Salming, uh, I had the chance to talk to him one time it was when I started off uh, at the Toronto Star and all that. The guy actually was the nicest guy. And remember, he remembered, and maybe Billy, you could say that. He remembers everything. He remembered mm -hmm. your name. Nice to meet you, Joe. Nice to meet you. He always went out of his way. Uh, and, and as a hockey player, you know, they tried to kill the Swede, put it that way. He was as tough as nails there. Marty, give me your thoughts about Borja Salmi. Well, there's no question. Like, he, I never was lucky enough to meet him. He just seemed like a, a, you know, just generally a nice guy. He he really was. And on the on the ice, he was a totally different guy. Like we saw when he got that skate cut. I forget how many stitches he got. Yeah. But did he shy away from stuff after he came back? No. He was still that same player. Um, he he was a guy that would have been probably nice for me to to interview and and get to know a little bit. Not lucky as a YouTube guy to to get to know him, but. You know, I just remember him as a guy that was was tough as nails, and he was that first guy. You know, when he came in the league, guys were taking shots on him. He stood up to them, right? And, and he and he and he fought back. And he and he, he wasn't a guy who dropped the gloves, but he played tough. And that's how he how he lived it. And you know, as you saw with uh, with his tribute before he did pass, it, it really hit the players he played with. Like you saw Daryl Sittler, very emotional. That speaks volumes of the type of guy he is. That people were that upset, and he was still with them. And they were that upset. So you know the type of impact that he had on an individual. And it's sad that he was taken so so soon. And before Billy chimes in here, look at the guy. He he for him, and I heard it through other interviews, it was a must for him to say bye, because he already knew to say bye to come to Toronto from Sweden uh, at the state where he was at and say bye to his fans, friends. And really like a family because nobody loved Borja Salming. To put it this way, Harold Ballard hated almost everybody, but he had a soft spot for Borja Salming. Billy, go ahead. I have, as a, as a matter of fact, Joe, um, I have done three interviews with him. I'll send them to you. Uh, I'll send them to you via, via email or what have you. If you want to air them as is, 
so be it. I think it's a, I think a, in terms of a tribute or take bits and pieces and clips. April 17th is his birthday or was going to be his birthday. We'll air it April 17th as uh, for, uh, for Borja Samiak. Send me three, four, whatever you have. Cause he's, uh, a, he's a, he's a real interesting guy. And I'll, I'll tell you this, like, the three of us were like, oh, come on here. I don't know. Do you call yourself sportscasters? Marty, I'm just a guy talking into a phone with a couple other dudes like I'm not, I'm not a sportscaster. Joe's on a, on a different note because he's actually got a paycheck from the Toronto Star. Me and you, man, we're just we're just two guys, man, that, that just come on here. So I'm not a sports guy. I'm just an average dude. That's why I'm not really shy. I don't really care. So one afternoon from my veranda, I picked up the phone and I, I cold called. Boria saw me on Messenger. I just cold called him. I said, you know what? What the hell, man? Let me give it a shot. I introduced myself, and uh, we talked for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then from then, like periodically check in once a week, say, how you doing? Explained a little bit about my life. He shared some stuff. And and the, so if that guy would, would offer that to, to like a, nobody, a stranger like me, he's done it to a million other people too. That's why he's loved, man. That's why that's why everybody and anybody cries for that guy, loves the guy. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him. A heart of gold, tough as nails, loyal as can be. And again, he's uh, working. We don't understand the magnitude of who that man is. You got to go to Sweden to find out who that man is. He's like, he's bigger than Gretzky in Sweden. And again, for him to come back to Toronto on that note, she's, and he'd always say, like, no matter what, I love Toronto, love the Leafs, love the nation, love everything about it. And until his dying day, he, he did that, man. So, again, it, it's funny that disease, though you get it, it takes you so quick because we're talking, like, had him on about a couple months before that, right? And it's just like, wow, it's unbelievable. So at least the dude's not suffering. And you know what? He'll be, his legacy will live on far beyond 99% of the world, man. And it deserves to be because that's, that's what guys that have that talent, that class, that integrity for the for a sport and for humanity and for each other, man. Those are legends, man. Case closed. Us three, man, we're just like, we're, we're chopped liver, man. Just fortunate enough even to, to be able to, to have that guy on your phone, man. Like, you know, when, like, honestly, if I'm someone I'm trying to be cool, I like, and I, I go, look who's on my phone. To like, especially some of the older guys. I got Boreas Salming's cell number, man. That, that makes me feel like I'm important. So I'll just leave it at that. You are important. Uh, oh, man. Uh, oh, man. Here, one thing I, I, Billy might be forgetting that he had, I think one of his better interviews was with uh, Eddie Shack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, holy jeez, that was a P. Yeah, and they're all on there, man. I love anybody that's got a little bit of a little bit of downtime and wants to go find him. I had Eddie Shack again with back in the Tilly days. And Eddie Shack, man, what a treat. And this before he passed away too, man. So I don't know, that's a bad omen. But nevertheless, Eddie Shack was about Eddie Shack was about eight wines, not beers, man. Eddie Shack was about eight wines in, right? And it was it was like and you just watch it, man. If you don't like, if you don't laugh, man, with with that, and you're not scratching your head, man. That with all due respect, here we we mentioned Mondays seven p.m. your show on Facebook and, and with Norm Rumack. Norm is the best, the best at telling you the stories with Eddie Shack, with Boyer Song. Yep. Ask him the story, and, and and maybe you should do it. Give him two. Well, I, I was going to say give him two minutes, but Norm, it will take him 22 minutes. George Armstrong, let him tell you the story. I heard it 50 million times. Yep. Say George Armstrong, all right? And, and you don't even have to do a show. Say 
We're going to do a Maple Leaf tribute show. Borja Salming, George Armstrong, Johnny Bauer, and he'll carry the whole show. Norm yeah. is the best well, at that. Well, and look at Norm. Norm was not Norm invited to Wendell Clark's yes. wedding. Yes, he sat with Joe Sackick at Joe Sackick. Well, Norm, Norm, Norm has uh, met some people and and done some things. Say what he wants, you know. Say what you want about him. You know, I like Norm. Norm's a good dude. I didn't listen to him that much when he was on the fan because I was usually sleeping when he was coming on. Billy was up at that time of hour. Yeah. I wasn't, but you know what? Hammerhead alert. Yeah, hammerhead oh, alert. When the uh, the dynamic duel, Joe, and you were right in the middle. That, that ran to the Toronto sports scene, man. Spider Jones and Storm and Norman. Here's an interesting story for those of you still up and watching. So call Spider Jones at that point in time. They had an interesting screening process, right? You can get away with some stuff. So mid-90s, we're sitting with a couple buddies. A buddy goes, listen to this. He calls on the phone. And somehow he gets through and he asks Spider Jones. This is about 92. I don't know. Somewhere around the NHL entry draft, he goes, hey, Spider. And Spider, you know, he's a boxing guy, but he doesn't really know much about sports. He's just like, he's the lovable one, man, right? But he's a bit of a tool anyways. So, <laughs> they, so they ask him, hey, my buddy goes, hey, Spider, where, do you think the Leafs should have took a look at, at drafting the Stroke Me Off brothers? And Spider starts talking. Spider starts talking for the next 10 minutes about these guys as these Russian <laughs> prospects, right? These guys, and he's talking about this guy and that guy. And 10 minutes later, meanwhile, man, the, 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 the wool's over his eyes. Anyways, good old guy, Spider Jones. And, and again, we can laugh and joke with these guys, but they've been somewhere where, frankly, none of us have been, right? And that's the truth. And well, and back in the day, it's not the same anymore. Like it's that's what I want to say. Everything is like sort of like scripted now. How they say things, being very careful. Back in the day, they said and did what they wanted to do, and it made for entertainment. It it, it kept people well, intrigued, even if they I'll, didn't know about something. They talked about it. All joking aside, uh, at the Toronto Star, Norm DeCosta gave me my break, and Norm Rumack gave me my break at the Fan Five Ninety, and and Norm. All joking aside. Is and you mentioned Bob McCowan and everything like that. Uh, Billy, you got an amazing partner, even though he puts uh, some people to sleep during your show and all that Chelsea talk and everything like that. But uh, he, you got an amazing partner in uh, Rumac because he, for the age he's at, and I'm not dissing him or whatever, 60, I think he's 66, 60. He has a brain and remembers everything. Yeah. He can tell you everything, and, and let alone you talked about he's been all over the place. Uh, you know, Norm's been at some great establishments. Right? Absolutely. Some great establishments. Absolutely. But uh, Norm, uh, you know, and one of his best shows, and he would say it, and, you know, I was part of the show with Norm and everything, but he, it's not about the sports talk. It's about when he had uh, September 11th. He They went away from sports. I was on it. They went away from sports. They talked about news. They talked about nature. Yeah. They talked about you know, uh, the attacks and everything like that. And Norm, because of the school he went to, Syracuse, he has a lot of uh, teachers and everything. And so highly, I think his name is Dr. Rick Wright. You got to check out that interview. You talked about your interviews, and I'm sure they're great and everything like that. But to date, to date, 40, I'm, I'm 49 years old, 49 years, I haven't heard a better interview. Yeah, I'm biased because I know Norm a better interview about life than his interview with Dr. Rick Wright. Check that out. And uh, uh, Norm Rumack, check out Norm Rumack. 
with Billy on Facebook Live at 7 p.m. Jason Portwando, another great guy. Billy, honestly, out of your way, off interview, ask him about Fitzroy Gordon. Trust me, he'll leave with a tear. All right, mm-hmm. Fitzroy Gordon. All right, Marty, you got The Undertaker behind you. You got everything. Tell everybody. You have any last comments or tell everybody how they get a hold of you social media-wise? Well, I'll bring up first that uh, Charlie Beatty, who we had on last week, he has his uh, next skiing uh, event in two weeks in California. And then he goes to Quebec. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What kind of skiing events are in California? What kind of ski are we talking about here, Robert? We're, we're, ta- we're talking. Did you not know that they had like three feet of snow in California? They got we're ski hills in California. Mammoth Ski Hill is where he will be at. And then mm-hmm. he goes to Quebec, I think the following week after that, mm-hmm. to uh, to do some more of his freestyle skiing events. So uh, I watch him. I, he, like I said, he's, he's a bit of a, a crazy kid. Who, who's going to be very successful as he gets older and gets the Olympics in, in Italy. I think, is the Olympics in three years? I kept thinking yeah. two years. What's in it for you, Robert? What's that? What's in it for you? <laughs> Nothing's in, in it for me. Just like, you, just like I, I used to coach East York Bulldogs out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> so All right, what, you're tell- well, hold on. what you're telling me, what you've told me is you found that. You found that elusive feeling called unconditional love finally at the age of 60. It was uh, elusive for 59 years. Everything. Billy, it, 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 it took me a while, well, right? I, I, found, I found it. Not I found it. Better but, late you know, than If you have a chance, check out his Instagram reels and you'll see what I'm talking about, how he just it makes it look so easy. It's like walking to him. And, and uh, Marty, at the end of the day, you didn't tell everybody how to get a hold of you social media-wise. Well, I was going to say, Billy, you don't need to find me, but Olefty22, Instagram, and on Twitter. And, and another side note, let's uh, and, and, and uh, Billy, you don't know this. I got in uh, Marty another job. He's the mascot called Kipling for the Toronto Six. A special shout-out. A special shout-out. Oh, you want to do it? Go ahead. I, I, I was speaking to Taylor today. She's into the finals tomorrow, the strong Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. Strongman competition. She's in first place going into the finals. Yes. Three events tomorrow. And there are three different events. And what she said to me is the third one is like a leapfrog with weights, she thinks. So she's never done that event. So it's going to be pretty interesting. But she's got that tomorrow. She's in the finals. And mm-hmm. I think it's four people moved on to the finals. Yes. And with it. You know what? Unbelievable. With that, with that, the uh... – the six, the WNBA. There's, there's a lot of action on the horizon. A lot of, and by the way, uh, Marty, do you want to? Because Billy doesn't know. You're the mascot for the Toronto Six, named Kipling. Kipling. He, his his head <laughs> can't fit. No, his. We're telling the truth here. Go ahead, go ahead, Marty. Uh, tell him. Taylor said that the the Kipling's head, I wouldn't be able to fit in it, so I couldn't be Kipling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but uh, Mar- uh, Billy, Marty's gonna get. An actual personalized jersey from Taylor Woods. Yeah, when it eventually is, uh, it, it's been sold out. Eventually, when it, I told, her I just want the one when she finally you get scores. The, give me you that know what jersey. you should get? You should get the tank top version. No, that's <laughs> no Moonlight Prime Talk version for your <laughs> at seven p.m. on Mondays. All right, Billy. Any any Hold last on. If, if we ever get if we ever get a chance, Marty, track down that young lady that you sent me the video of the. Uh, of the swings and this and that. I'd love to have her on. We'll track yeah, her down her, one her time. Brother, her brother is a shortstop on Durham College. And I'm telling you, unbelievable. I've seen her. 
throw the ball live. I 13 years old, I think she is, and it's just an unbelievable talent she is. I will find out and, and get you, and you can get her on a show. And, you know, it's unbelievable talent. There's no question she'll be on the Canadian national baseball team for women at the Olympics when she's of age. How about for, do you think, do you think, and again, it's, it's 13 and you know how a lot of things can happen. Yeah. Do you think a kid, do you think there's any kind of chance that a female can crack the, the, the national club at, at, with the boys? You know what? I've always thought, and they're, they're, I, like I've played against, and you probably have to some pretty good uh, females in, in baseball. Like I've, I've faced a pitcher that was, at that time, I was 16, she was still mid-70s. You know, I think it's possible, but I, I just don't know what position would be best for that to to happen. You're looking, obviously, at that point at that point in time, depending on the arm strength, you're looking either at second base or you're looking at, yeah. right? So yeah. so uh, here's what I noticed, that everything was a bullet up the middle, man. There was yeah, nothing was on everything. Good. Yeah, and, and I, I've seen her do some tricks, too, where she – Bounces the bat, swirls the bat, and he kicks the ball off of the tee while taking the bat behind her back and then hits the ball. Yeah, well, again, there's it, it, it'd be interesting. Do you think, like, in the major sports, man, the first woman to crack the major sports, obviously, like, the only way in football is obviously is a place kicker. Do we agree? You're not, uh, yeah, you're not born in yeah. the NFL. I don't care how big and bad you are, man. Yeah. Even with this, even with this identify him, her, she, him. There's no, there's no way a woman's playing in the NFL in our lifetime. Do we agree? I would agree. I would agree. Unless it's a kicker. In yep. the NHL, unless it's a goalie, can we see a woman playing play in any other positions? I, I would probably say no. I would say goalie is – and that's that that's the sport that everyone thought would be the first one right. to have – what was her name? Uh, Rion, right? Michelle Rion. Right? Everyone thought that she was going to be that, that first. And she got, you know, in some exhibition games. But I think that everyone thought that would be the first sport that ever had one in the pro ranks. You know what they, I was thinking, too, because obviously, obviously, you know how, like, if, if push came to shove, you know, I'm pretty much of a chauvinist. I got differing views on, on females in sports. I don't want to get into that in detail because I'll probably get, I'll probably have, like, I don't know, like, charges pressed or what. I don't want to go into my personal stuff. But here's what I'm interested in. How come when we look at, like, I'll watch, like, women's golf, or women's tennis, right? And it's funny how in my head that's accepted, and it's fine. But like when you're taking a look at like uh, women's uh, or but it's just not the same, man. It's not the same. And you know what's the other funny thing is you hear a lot of I've heard a lot lately about funding and women's sports and this and that. Here's the problem, and nobody will say this. Eighty percent of the NBA audience is what men. You know why women's sports don't get. Uh, don't get money because women don't support them. It's not the guys, man. Anyways, right? I think you're you're right, and I, I've talked about this with. Well, I talked this about you, Joe, and, and Taylor. That for the Toronto Six, I should be the ideal person that go after someone that has a daughter that tries to get me to go to the to the rink with my daughter to watch mm -hmm. it, and that and that's how you'll gain the the support of the fans by getting that dad daughter combination going to the to the games that's why i think toronto six has to start to, whether it's give me a free ticket buy one get one free whatever it is to mm -hmm. get me in the door and then once you're there like you just said you can you watch it it's enjoyable to watch like when the competition is pretty good when you like when you watch serena williams play in tennis you're like damn like she yeah. would kick my ass right so you, you watch that and 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 it's enjoyable so they should try to i'm that person that they should be trying to get there 
with my daughter to watch the All right, so it's, remember, it's, uh, remember Monday, 7 p.m., Watch Billy Show, Jason Portwando on uh, this week. Also, the broadcasting legend Storm and Norm Rumack joins Billy on there. Also, Billy, you'll close it out. Uh, you know, it's tradition now since I'm going with a, a fellow Greek. You close it out with uh, a few Greek words. Marty Roberts, you translate. Or is Marty Roberts going to translate? You know what? Well, you put me on the spot because given the fact that Given the fact that I haven't spoken a lot, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit hesitant to enter a, a duel in a native tongue with the other Greek whippersnapper you guys have at the network. So I have to put my Roberts, man. It was, it was Marty. Could you please tell Mark Freitas he has not come by my house yet because the key is still under the mat. <laughs> You've been watching Maple Leafs forever here on the Fired Up Network. Enjoy Billy's show on Monday at 7 p.m. Who knows when Billy is back uh, on the Fired Up Network. Marty, tomorrow we're doing a show. Thanks a lot, guys. DC.